This episode is brought to you in part by Gamefly, where you can rent one of over 9,000 games and have it mailed to your house. For a free 30-day trial, visit geektherapy.com slash Gamefly. Welcome to Headshots on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. We're a psychology and gaming show. My name is Josue Cardona, and this week with me is Lara Taylor. Hey, Josue. Last time you were on, you were technically on GT Radio. I posted the co-op game episode mm-hmm. that we did. <laughs> <laughs> and we mentioned, so this would be last week, we mentioned that we were playing A Way Out and we finished A Way Out. So we're going to talk about A Way Out. I don't finish that many games, so. Yeah, yeah. So I was super excited about this game because it's, it's developed by a studio called Hazelight Studios. Uh, which is which is pretty new, but the director is Joseph Ferris, who did who was the director of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, which we've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. and I love, and it is incredible. So I was ready to play whatever game uh, Joseph put out, and when they announced it, and I saw it, it looked amazing. Like like it was like playing through. It looked like playing through a movie, but two screens at the same time, like two different perspectives. I was. Honestly, when I saw it, I was like, I hope Lara wants to play this because I can't wait to play And I hadn't heard anything about it until you told me, hey, here's this game. And I was like, and then I looked it up and I was like, yeah, let's play. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And we got through it over the course of a a couple weeks. So like overall impressions, like how do you feel about this game? Obviously, like full spoilers for for A Way Out. Um, So so what are your, your, your thoughts, impressions before we get into like some some deeper discussion? Overall, I had a great time playing with you. It was hilarious. Our banter back and forth was the best. And like, um, I've noticed about myself um, with, I don't know, I don't want to say it's horrible writing in in the game, but it is ridiculous and incredulous. Like there are things that you're like, really? That just happened? Like, really? Um, So one of them, one of them, for example, uh, Waypoint actually did a whole article about this. I believe I never actually read it, but... um, the, one of the guys on Waypoint was obsessed with the fact that when you have to move the toilet, uh-huh. there's just a hole behind there, which yeah, means right? that there's like no pipes connected to it at all. <laughs> Even if the pipes went below, like there's to the ground, there. there's yeah, still a yeah. hole. <laughs> there's no hole. There's nothing. <laughs> or like having to climb up that whole thing and like nobody thought to bring something that might be used for a wrench so you got to go all the way back into the prison to get to get a wrench um yeah so there's that and when there's things that are ridiculous like that i spend the past few times uh my wife and i went to stay with friends during conventions and we watch really bad movies like the first captain america movie like from the the, i think it was from like 19 he brings that motorcycle uh no not the motorcycle one or maybe oh no no, I don't. This one was from the '90s, and okay. it was so bad. And the whole time, we're just making jokes about <laughs> everything horrible, horrible writing. It was really bad. And I know I don't like saying that, but if you watch this movie, within five minutes, you'll be like, "Italian Nazis." Like <laughs> that's how bad it is. And there are other things we've watched, like old, like the Supergirl movie from 1984. Just ridiculous things happen and making cracking jokes. So one of my favorite things about playing this game with you was like cracking jokes and like, (laughs) are we really doing this? Are we really going to take some old people and put them in a closet 
Like, <laughs> are we so, really stopping to play darts in the middle of running from the cops? Like, <laughs> so I I know this about you, and and it's the same about me. Like, I love me some melodrama. I know you like yourself oh, yeah. some soap. So soap operas. Oh yeah. The more Twists soapy, the better. And turns are great. Oh, yeah. Twins comas. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh so I was coming into this thinking this is this is a dramatic game and when it's and it actually has a tone of 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 like a drama right it's very dramatic and so there was a point where i had that switch i was like oh this is this is gonna be like silly fun this isn't this isn't really it's not a very obviously like it has to be self-aware to a certain point right the fact that you can just stop and play connect four in the middle of the hospital and like you're basically like or try and balance yeah. on a wheelchair and have a competition about how long you can balance on uh, on the two wheels on the back on a wheelchair. Yeah, like, yeah, like in the most in the weirdest uh, moments. Like, I don't know when that switch happened when I realized what I, what we were playing. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how. Like, suddenly we're playing music together. Like that part, I died almost. <laughs> right. So, so to put it in context, right? You mentioned there's a point where we're, we're given these two options. And and we're like, forget it. Let's like, let's take these old people hostage. So we take this old couple. We we essentially take them hostage, and then we're trying on their hats inside their home. And mm-hmm. there's dialogue for every time you try on a hat, or you go to the bathroom, and then or you, you do playing. their dishes. You do like their dishes. oh, the least it's the least I could do. It's after least. locking them in the closet. I couldn't believe. And then they both had the same line, which mm-hmm. is just like strange. But then like we're playing music, right? Like one of us. I w- I think was I playing the You were playing uh, first. You went the to the piano and I went to the banjo. <laughs> right. And then so if we play at the same time, eventually like the camera angle changes and then we got a trophy for making beautiful beautiful music together. <laughs> and it's like a random mini game that's like a a rhythm mini game. Like like yeah. DDR yeah. or something or guitar hero trying to hit the right buttons at the right time and it was just like really? Oh. So, so, so this game is so hard for me to talk about because, again, like I went in thinking it was a drama, and really throughout the game, I'm thinking, okay, this is this is their attempt at making a Telltale game, mm-hmm. you know, like a um, an adventure game. And then, so let's talk about that part first, and then later on, I think because what was great about it was the fact that we we got to do it all together, yeah. and how it, it basically forces you to do it all together. So, so as an adventure game. I think the story is uh, normal. I think it has mm-hmm. a lot of like moments that uh, like real dramatic moments, you know, like between the two characters. Yeah. But the one thing that bothered me a lot was, and I kept thinking of Telltale games, is that there was no, there was no consequences to our actions. Right. You were presented with very serious choices. Like when we went to go lock the couple in the closet, the other option was to free the horses in their barn to distract them so we could get in the house and we didn't choose it but i don't think there was any real consequence to well we would have ended up in the same place yeah they would have come back and we probably would have locked them in a closet (laughs) or locked them in a barn or like exactly or we would have taken their truck anyway right yeah they would have they would have disappeared and they would have (laughs) called the cops on us and chased like and that's where we went into a police chase yeah, yeah. So it only took like three options, or three choices, or choice moments for me to think these these choices don't matter because mm-hmm. 
the next step is going to be exactly the same. There's just a little dialogue change and that's it. Yeah. Even when we were like presented with different options, again, it was all towards the same goal. There were no branching paths. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, th- I thought that was disappointing because I think it gave us the illusion of choice, but there wasn't really any choice. And so, and it was interesting that we had to agree on the choice that we were going to to take. It wasn't... Because well, I don't think it would make sense for us to be able to do both things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess, yeah, we would have to choose. But And that was kind of cool, the way it allowed you or it required you to agree, right? There was like, these are your two options, basically vote. And there's only two of you, so you've got to talk it out and, and decide. Mm-hmm. And and that was that was that was kind of cool. Um, but maybe that goes to the second point. But like, how did you feel about the story and the and the storytelling and kind of the progression of it? I got out of it more of a soap opera, like ridiculous kind of feel from it. <laughs> like, and I love me some soap operas, and I get really invested in in the characters. Well, at least until my soaps are canceled. Um, but I, I think that storytelling wise, it was kind of. I mean, there were some ridiculous moments where I'm like. I, I don't I don't buy it like I don't I don't know there's a there was a moment where I think I guess the point was it was supposed to be a huge overall mob boss kind of thing and that was I mean that was the whole point of the the whole point of the game is a mob boss and the two characters have to have different reasons for wanting to catch him and and kill him essentially um and so that for me is like very soap opera. Like there's a big bad guy and you and you don't know why it's going on, but then like all the little like stops along the way. <laughs> I just I mean the twist about like there was the twist about oh you have to stop and go see Vincent's wife because she just had a baby, which is I get it. He got out of prison. We found a way out and and had to go to the hospital, which was kind of cool. But then, I don't know, there was just some moments where it was like, (laughs) we're just piling on more drama and more drama, which doesn't necessarily forward the the storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, like there, it's like, well, these two people are sharing a moment together, you know, so like, maybe that's, you know, that's the type of thing. But then, so, so the hospital thing is kind of funny, because there we had the ridiculous, that was the, the Connect Four, and we had the... The wheelchair balancing. But oh, then and also, me throwing cards, me throwing playing <laughs> cards while you're meeting your baby. Yes, yes. And it's like, like here, honey, I'm coming to see you, and I know we're not really talking because I've been in prison, and I'm a bad husband. And here's I want to meet my daughter. Here's my friend from prison that is a, a total con artist, and you don't know him, but he came to see the baby too. Like what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. I get, so, so story wise, it was it was kind of strange. Now, now the thing that it did do story wise, which I think stayed with me, mm-hmm. is at the end. So basically, right, one of the two is a, an undercover cop, and the other one's like, like no way, like this whole time you were you were lying to me. Uh, so then we we have this chase, right? And then so I was playing as the as the cop. And then I'm basically the whole time we're working together and building this bond and like you totally feel like they're bonding together, like over meeting the baby and like 
they go on this trip to Mexico together. And the other and, family too. Like you, yeah. I, I played with the kid basketball. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. And then at the end, it's like, oh, well, now you have to kill each other. Yeah, and that was that was kind of jarring. So on paper, it's like, oh, no, I can't believe that this is what we have to do. Now, the problem here is that we had to do it. There was nothing. There was no reason whatsoever. There wasn't even a small part of me that wanted to kill you. And I think that that makes sense story-wise. Like, I see why me playing the the con, the, the actual criminal, wanting to kill you for betraying me, I get that. But you would think that the, the cop, even though he's bonding, maybe he would try to take him alive, you know? Like, yeah, no, you have I, to kill me. <laughs> and I tried, right? So I'm chasing you. I'm shooting around you. I'm honestly like, maybe, maybe you can escape. Maybe you can actually escape. But neither and one of us could run away. <laughs> no. And then, so, so I found myself in a situation where, and I've heard people talk about this on The Last of Us, where I guess spoilers for The Last of Us, I'll try to be vague. But at the end of that game, there, the game progresses and your character, Joel, has to do something that feels very much against what you've been trying to accomplish the entire game. It's not just like a difficult decision. It's something that I've heard that a lot of people did not want to do. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was not the course of action they wanted to take. But to progress the story, they had to do it. And every time I've heard people talk about that, it, it sounds like they were pulled out of the game for a second. I get both sides, right? Like one is like, oh, like... I had that experience of having to do this thing that I didn't want to do. And like, I, I, I feel what Joel was feeling in that moment. Right. But then other people are like, this is bullshit. Like, why do I have to do like all of a sudden it's not, it doesn't feel like a game. All of a sudden I don't feel like Joel anymore. Now I feel like I'm, I'm being forced to do something. And, and that's how I felt at the end. I did not want to shoot you. And, and actually I refused to, right? Like yeah. I, had, yeah. I did not want to shoot you. I was like, no, you shoot me. I'm going to shoot away. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't fun and it Mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't even interesting. Like I was just mad at the game. And you kept, there was a part where like, we knew the story was going to end after and you're like reaching up to, to give me something, the letter to the, to your (laughs) wife. And like you refused to, and you let go on the button would when you let go of the button, the hand would come back down and you would reach up again and put the hand back down over and over and over again because you did not want to progress the story. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by Gamefly. I, I love Gamefly. Over the years, I've tried out a lot of new games using Gamefly. This is this is great for all of you students out there who, who can't afford to buy games all the time. You know who you are. Uh, one of my favorite things is that uh, if you want to keep the game you've rented, you just use the keep option. So like you look at your queue, you pick keep, and then Gamefly mails the box and instruction manual to your house. So you just keep it, and then you rent another game. You can also buy used games. They have a streaming service, lots of stuff. If you want to play more games, I definitely suggest you check out Gamefly. You can start a free 30-day trial by visiting geektherapy.com slash Gamefly or use the link in the show notes. Again, that's geektherapy.com slash Gamefly, where you can rent one of over 9,000 games in Gamefly's library. All right, back to the show. So I I, want to get your opinion on this because part of me thinks I just, I hated the ending and I hated the way it made me feel. But then I think, well, was that what they were trying to do? Was their intention to make you feel conflicted and mm-hmm. make you feel 
again, like you had to do something that you didn't want to do. Now, the truth is, I didn't have to do any of that. I could have, we could have just stopped playing. I could have refused to. We could have turned it off and been like, I don't care what happens. (laughs) Yeah. And then we could have gone playing something else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but we didn't, you know? And so like, I reluctantly went through it. And I don't think that that exactly is the experience of the characters. Like the character I was playing, I don't think that his experience necessarily was, well, I have to do this. Like, because he seemed pretty gung-ho about it. Like, he really wanted to arrest you, mm-hmm. you know? But I didn't. And I felt so disconnected. I don't know. That, that's how I felt about it. How, how did you interpret that that whole ending? So I felt it was... Ri- I'm going to keep saying ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think after having gone through everything they went through together, in a typical, like, I think soap opera or even just a drama, he might have done something to let him go. Like... yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, I lost him in the building. I, I feel like maybe my character would have tried to hurt yours, and then like he would have been like, "No, man, j- just run, just go. I'll go make excuses or something like that." After everything they went through, everybody else left. Yeah, nobody was there, and we were just sh- shooting at each other, or supposed yeah. to shoot at each other, and then punching each other. Yeah, and and kneeing each other and then getting (laughs) flashes of, like, holding the baby for the first time or, like, my character playing with his son or trying to make you feel even worse about what was going on. And it's like, well, then why are you trying trying to force people to kill each other? Why couldn't you just let him run? Could you imagine anybody getting to that point? And, I mean, okay, so let let me rephrase that question. Because I imagined people getting to that point and thinking... Oh, look, plot twist. Now we've got to chase each other. And now it's it's not a co-op game anymore. Now it's a versus game. Yeah. Now it's adversarial. Now it's a matter of who can shoot each other better and who mm-hmm. can who can uh, tap that square button faster <laughs> to reach the end, right? So then it becomes yeah. a competition. And in a weird way, like we, we competed against each other throughout the entire game. We played baseball. We played darts. We played horseshoes. <laughs> we did all these uh, games in the middle of our adventure. But we also, I had to shoot while you were driving when we were shooting at the cops. And like we had to work together to open doors and like distract yeah. cops while the other one sneaks around. And yeah. a lot of very cool co-op mechanics throughout yeah. the whole thing. And then the last like... 10 minutes, maybe five minutes. <laughs> oh, no, I think it was longer. I think it was really, it was, I think it was like yeah. 10. No, because because first, they're like we're on the plane, there's the chase, the plot twist, and then on the helicopter alone, it was a long time, or at least uh, it was because I'd freeze to hit you, and yeah. then the chase <laughs> inside the the warehouse, and then the fight up top. It was like at least 20 minutes, I think. I wonder what would have happened if you had actually hit me and killed me on the boat. Hmm. Well, I'm sure you wouldn't have died. I'm sure it would have like, hit the boat. <laughs> and then we would have had the final showdown. Didn't I let you go and then you like took a jump? Yeah. And you died? Didn't? No. Isn't that what happened? No. No? Oh, maybe not. I don't I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like it just like reset. Um, yeah. And then like this dramatic jump. I was like, oh no, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That whole part is kind of a blur, but... What isn't a blur is uh, my memories of how I felt <laughs> about having to kill, part. having to kill me. Yeah, we bonded. And so, so uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons has this one moment in it where you really feel something. You feel a sense of loss, and you also feel like this. It is incredible. Like I'm not going to get into what happens in Brothers, but it is incredible. And I feel I don't know if it's like pretentious. 
um, is the word that I'm looking for. Like that, then maybe they thought, oh, we could do this again. Like we did that so well, we can do it again. And mm-hmm. look at how we're going to do it this time. And like, it just, it just didn't land for me. I mean, I can't imagine anybody or I can't imagine how people would get to a point where they would feel good about that or at least um, be invested in it. And maybe is it mm-hmm. right? Cause I get the drama, I get the twist, but I couldn't, you can't spend what like, Again, I'm gonna. I'm assuming that the game is ten hours long, which I don't. I don't think it's, it's that long. But like, we spent eight of them bonding, yeah, getting to know each other, doing stuff together, playing together, right? Which is the other thing. It's like I, I frame the gaming uh, within the the games within the game as competition, but really we were playing together and like laughing and joking and yeah, yeah. yeah. Even as the characters, like you and I were, but also as yeah. The characters, yeah. So, oh man, I don't know. So like, I don't. I don't know if the feeling at the end was was what they intended, but I I know I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it at all. I really think if if uh, Vincent had let Leo go, it would have just changed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and then and so like when we finished, I was so upset. But then I was curious about what would have happened if we did it the other way. Yeah, so we finished both endings. We got both endings. And really, again, like the only branching path is at the end, mm-hmm. right? Either one of them dies or the other dies. And and then we, we saw the two endings. And again, I don't know. Like I felt I felt so disconnected from the story. Like I, I didn't care at the end because it seemed... And maybe it's going in line with how ridiculous and improbable the rest of it was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. But I don't... I do not remember having such an emotional aversion <laughs> to to an experience like this. Because so there part of it is that we were forced to, right? There's mm-hmm. uh there's another example that comes up a lot which is I believe it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. When it opens, you are undercover with a group of terrorists and you walk into an airport and you're given the signal and the people that you are with shoot up a bunch of civilians. Now, you have the option to shoot also, right? Like you're, you're in first person, you're holding a gun. And, but you don't have to shoot anybody. You can, but you don't have to. And I remember that moment being like, what? Like, I'm a good guy, right? I'm not playing a bad guy. Like, I don't, I don't want to shoot up civilians in, in the airport. And you see the rest of the guys around you are just, they kill a whole bunch of people in the airport. And, but like, I had a choice because like the, the, the outcome was inevitable. It was going to happen anyway. And I could have participated or not. But you didn't have to do it. Yeah. And yeah. And in the end, I didn't do it. I didn't shoot the civilians. The other guys did. And I continued on my mission. It was messed up, but I felt okay with my role in it because you're undercover in the terrorist group that's gonna do it anyway but yeah 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 and i wonder if that's maybe how people that are are undercover feel you know maybe have you ever had an experience like this in a game where you had to do something that you didn't want to do i don't think so i mean i I might but it wouldn't have hit me obviously if i don't remember then it didn't hit me as hard yeah, it wasn't after 90% of the yeah, game exactly. doing one thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So definitely a lot of emotions at the end there and throughout the the story. Again, and a lot of it is ridiculous. So much of it was like laughing. Mm-hmm. But and then so on, on that idea of the the co-op, like 
you cannot play this game alone. You are, if you choose to play this game, you have to play with another person. Right. And and one thing that the game, I mean, I think this is great. If you buy a copy of the game, you can give basically, or or someone can download the free demo version and then play with you. Yeah. Play with you as long as one of you buy it. So basically you can have a friend play with you for free uh, without them having to buy it. And so that's cool, but you have to play with other people. And I've thought a lot about this. I can't think, even on an MMO, there are certain things that you can't do unless you're in a party or you're in a group of a certain mm-hmm. size. But for the most part, you can like you can play on your own. You don't need someone else. This game, you can't even start it. You can't even start the game without another person, yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Like, was it... Did you think that was cool? Did you think... I thought that was cool. I thought it was different. Um, Like you said, I can't think of another game that makes you do that. There's definitely options where like you on Steam, you can buy four copies of Borderlands 2 so you and your (laughs) friends can all play together and you can give them copies. But there's nothing that necessarily requires that. Um, I really enjoyed the co-op play in, in the game. It was interesting the way they did the cameras and like how your paths cross and all the mechanics but yeah i liked uh i i liked the that it was different and i wouldn't have played it if you hadn't told me about it so yeah hey (laughs) (laughs) i like the idea of it too the idea that this is a game you have to play with someone else i also appreciate the fact that you do not have to have to like i bought a copy even though you had it so i could get trophies and Mm -hmm. and all of that but like one of us didn't have to buy it. Yeah. Like, so if you buy it, you're not shit out of luck because nobody else you know wants to buy it. Yeah. Unlike you and Monster Hunter. <laughs> exactly. Unlike me and Monster Hunter. Don't bring it up. Man, now I'm sad. I'm a horrible person. But I like, I like how they did it. I like the way that things looked. I like that we could always see each other's screens. Mm-hmm. So we knew what was going on. We knew what you were trying to do. Um, sometimes it was confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. few times I got mixed up, but the uh, first other... the first intro where like you're arriving in the prison and I'm in the prison and like I can every once in a while I can I can look at your screen and I can see on my screen you're very small in the yeah. distance or something and I can see you getting ready and then like you can hear me talking but if you start talking to someone else then. My dialogue, you can you could read it at the bottom, mm-hmm. but it, it silences it so that it's not too much audio input. Yeah, yeah. So in, in that sense, like, like technically, that's really cool. Like, yeah. and that was that was a lot of fun to experience. I think I'm going back to the the fact that it's not really a Telltale game, and the fact that like it doesn't it doesn't have that many branching paths. Although Telltale games, some of them really don't branch out that much anyway. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we were playing a movie mm-hmm. and we got to, it was more like interactive fiction than a game because again, we were just progressing the story. We we're both playing two roles in a story and we saw it through to the end. And that experience was cool. It was kind of cool. Like I couldn't see the rest of the movie until you joined. Like I couldn't yeah, just yeah. see it. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And, and I don't know. I, I agree with everything you said at the beginning. We had so much fun despite the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we laughed at all the stuff. We you we were constantly how... joking that we found a way out. Like... We said a way out. We found a way to 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 say that hundreds of times. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> in our playthrough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And 
And those mini games were, again, absurd because we arm wrestled in the middle of a construction site. <laughs> we, I don't know. There we was, played horseshoes. We played darts. We played baseball. We played an arcade game. And we could have played forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it didn't it didn't really matter. I don't know, but that was that was cool. Like it added a lot of levity to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost it's really a mini collection inside of a Telltale game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a mini game collection. Oh man. That would that that part was that part was cool. And some of the co op like there's we had to communicate to be able to figure out what to do. Like when I had to go escape and get, I can't remember what I had to go get out of the infirmary, but I went out of the infirmary and like I hid behind the door and you were like, okay, you can go because they're not looking and I sneak out and you're like distracting the person and then you're telling me like, oh, duck down, I can see you like (laughs) and, and going to get stuff. And the same thing with the like trying to escape. Like, it was total Shawshank Redemption. We just needed a Rita Hayworth poster. Like, um, <laughs> watching the cops or the, the guards walk up and like, okay, I'm going to distract him, but you better stop. Go, 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 go. Stop digging. Like, put the toilet back. I mean, that was cool. We had to communicate verbally. Yeah. Like, in that sense, it was a, it was a good co-op experience. Mm-hmm. I think that was designed really well. I guess just the, the, the story stuff. Um Yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed it. But also hated it. <laughs> I hated I hated the end. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe, oh, I keep getting hung up on that. Like, I kept thinking, like, when I think of it as a movie, well, it's like, fine. Like, I've seen movies. That you didn't like the ending. <laughs> well, yeah, and I've seen a character do something. I'm like, no, don't do that. I, that's kind of how I felt. But I, but then I had to do it. I, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, re- repeat that over and over again. But That's but I think, the name I of the episode. I had to do it. <laughs> I had to do it. I didn't want to, but I had to. I think, I don't know, I think that's, like, th- those are where all the emotions are, right? Like, mm-hmm. playing, like, we play co-op games all the time, and it's always a lot of fun. There are always these, these you know, we're working towards a, a common goal. Like, on the last episode, that we talked about this in, in depth. There's so many reasons why we enjoy co-op games. Actually, before we started recording, we were talking about uh, God of War, which mm-hmm. is probably the, you know, when we do one of these again, we'll definitely talk about God of War soon, where you have a second player and I'm playing Monster Hunter and you have a second, not a second player, a second character. And in Monster yeah. Hunter, you have a second character. And in Nier Automata, you have a drone with you. So like, it's like these games, I don't know if it's like people really want these co-op experiences, or at least designers really want to make these co-op experiences. And so they've introduced these non-playable characters that are with you along uh, on the journey. A destiny mm-hmm. has ghosts, right? And he's like more there for, for narrative purposes. He doesn't really do anything. I mean, but, Skyrim, you get non-playable characters with you all the time. But they're like, join you on yeah. your... With you? Really? Yeah. There's huh. several of them. Hmm. I know Fallout 4 had a dog. I think Far Cry 5 has a whole bunch of people you can like deploy. But then like this game is just like, nope, real person. None of this AI NPC garbage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, that also plays into some of the mechanics in the game where it, I mean, they wanted to do something different and they did something different. Definitely. They did. They did. So definitely, again, an emotional roller coaster. I definitely suggest people play it with a friend. This isn't Mm -hmm. the type of game you're going to play with somebody some random person yeah or just because they've got really good skills you know because you want to get to the end that's not the type of game no because when we were screwing up in the game it like progressed us through the story anyway 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. It does and not then, matter. And, and there are parts, uh, I don't know, like I think I love, I still love the concept of the of the two people having to play through a story together. Mm-hmm. I think the moments where it got like the shooting parts were not good shooting parts. <laughs> yeah. The chase scenes were like cool visually, but ultimately they weren't. If you messed up, then it completely ruined the, the scenes. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see, would you play another game like this in the future that, that had this kind of premise that two people have to play a story or even like the same engine where you see two different perspectives at once? Would you like to see that? Oh, yeah. Like that was not the part of the game that I had the most difficulty with at all. Like I liked it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And it was fun. Yeah, I hope this doesn't ruin it. And I hope we see more games like it. Co-op games. This is definitely a special, very, very different game. Man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but that but the game of horseshoes, man. <laughs> that game of that, horseshoes. That game of Those horseshoes. Those home runs. Uh-huh. That connect four. <laughs> <laughs> the darts. Yeah, yeah. What a game. Thank you. Thank you for for first of all, I'm so glad we got to play it together because like oh, yeah. I said when I, when I saw it I was like I hope Lara wants to play with me because uh it seems like something I definitely want to play. And then I'm glad that we both enjoyed it in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um it would have sucked if I would have been like, no, man, like respect the story. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing at what's happening. <laughs> but we both were just like, eh, we'll take it as it comes, you know? Unbelievable. Yep. Yep. It was just so uh, incredible. We went fishing. No fishing. Uh, we, we had to scare the remember? fish. To, oh, the, the glitch where it wouldn't let you leave the. the I could just keep sharpening my stick. <laughs> See, it's things yeah. like that. I don't know. I, I think people should check out A Way Out, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Because, again, uh, I'm, I'm starting to see patterns of, of these really emotional moments in games. And I don't know, there's something about having that choice at the end of the game after having played so much and completely switching up the idea, right? This is a co-op game and now we have to kill each other. Again, that didn't land for me, but it, I definitely felt something. And games, I'm starting to feel more and more with games and it, and it's coming from the mechanic, right? Like, even though that's what happened in the story, mm-hmm. the fact that it happened in the story gave me one feeling, but the fact that I had to pull the trigger and actually chase you down and kill you or not, or try not to, like, that was the experience. That was the part that, that, I'm, going to, that I'm going to remember. Not necessarily favorably, but I definitely mm-hmm. felt an emotion. And something like uh, Florence, which, which uh, is our GT Book Club selection at the moment for our Patreon members, that game has you feeling all sorts of stuff through game mechanics. And it is, I don't know, there's something really, really interesting happening because in many ways it is very similar to to what happened in, in Brothers. And I haven't had a game maybe until Florence that had me feel what I felt when I played Brothers. Hmm. And I don't know, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye out for this. So thank you, Lara, for discussing... Uh, your experience with me. And thank you for, for listening to this episode of Headshots. Please let us know if you've played A Way Out or if you've played any game that had you feeling what I'm trying to describe that I'm not sure that I'm, I'm able to describe properly, <laughs> which is actually feeling something through the controller. And mm-hmm. again, like not the story, but it's like the thing that you have to do makes you feel something. The mechanic, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that may be like a version of that may be what we're experiencing in God of War now, right? Where we mm-hmm. throw that axe and how good it feels to like call it back. You know, yeah. like that's, there's definitely an emotion there. Um, I am powerful. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, but these are different kind of emotions, you know, like uh, from, from these, these new games. 
I don't know. It's an exciting time. So please let us know if you played any of the games we mentioned or if you played A Way Out, what, what your experience was. I'm really curious uh, to see if, if people had uh, different uh, experiences than, than we did. For more episodes of Headshots, visit headshotspodcast.com. Check out our Twitch streams uh, twice a week at twitch.tv slash geektherapy. Check out our Discord server. Just go to geektherapy.com slash Discord to join. We're still on our uh, experiment of going weekly just to see how that goes. Let us know how it feels. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. You've just listened to Headshots on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider supporting us for as little as $1 a month at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash geektherapy.